here at the SG Taurus Company. I'm your host, Matt LePan. Last week, we talked with our technical support representative, Ken Gott, about troubleshooting the heating system on a Reliatel-controlled rooftop unit. Well, this week, Ken's back to talk to us about troubleshooting the cooling system on that same Reliatel-controlled rooftop unit, making sure that you have all the information you need when working on a Reliatel. So, Ken, we talked about heating. Let's get into the cooling side of things. Sure, Matt. Let's get going. Same thing with our Reliatel board. When we have a heating or cooling failure, you'll get those two flashes to say there's a lockout in the system. Naturally, if you got the call that there's no cooling, that's where we want to address first. On a cooling lockout, there's really only three things that can cause a cooling lockout. We have a high-pressure switch, low-pressure switch, and one thing that train American Standard rooftops do also have is what we call a snubber circuit. That snubber circuit monitors the compressor contactor coils. If for some reason a coil failed on a compressor contactor, it would error out and basically tell you there's a problem there. We know that it's pretty simple to troubleshoot a high and low pressure switch. We can just simply jumper them out, throw your gauges on there, see what you're getting for pressure, see if you are going out on low pressure or high pressure. The snubber circuit's a little tricky. A lot of guys will pull the coil wires off the compressor contactor and they say, hey, I'm getting 24 volts all the time. It's really just a ghost voltage. Once you put those wires back onto the compressor contactor coil, that 24 volts goes away, so it can kind of fool you. But just to, so guys know, that is one thing that is monitored as well as the high and low pressure switch on a Reliatel cooling rooftop unit. Another thing that comes into play on the rooftop is the economizer. One thing that you want to make sure of when the unit is installed, if it has an economizer and naturally compressor, you want to make sure you have a two-stage cooling thermostat installed. What this allows is when it's okay to economize outside, the first stage will be your economizer. If the interior space has a higher heat demand, second stage it will bring on the compressor in conjunction with the economizer to satisfy the space. Again, talking about the boards in the rooftop, they all communicate with one another. You've got your Liatel board's gonna be talking to your heat board, but it's also talking to an options module and then also the economizer board. And again, if the communications is down in between any of those, it can cause a failure of communication in the unit. One thing to mention is on the Liatel board, there's a J4 plug that goes to your options module and communications if you have BACnet, and then it goes to the economizer. So if you had a heating issue, you could actually remove the J4 plug off the board reset the power on the unit so it knows that it just is a heating only rooftop to troubleshoot your heating side but likewise if you had a problem with your heating board you can disconnect the j5 plug and reboot the unit and then it will think it's it's only a cooling only rooftop and then you can troubleshoot your cooling side on the economizer board now there's several diagnostics on that if there is no power to the economizer board, the light will be off. If the power is onto it and it's a steady light, it's normal and it's okay to economize. Again, this is monitoring outside air temperature, whether it's okay or not okay to economize. A slow flash on the economizer board is normal, but it's not okay to economize. In other words, the temperature's too high. If you were to get a fast flash, you get a communication failure. One flash, 
is an actuator fault, the actual motor has failed. Two flashes would be a CO sensor failure if one was attached. Three flashes is a return air humidity sensor or an enthalpy sensor failure. Four flashes is a return air temperature sensor. Six flashes is an outside air humidity sensor failure. Seven flashes is an outdoor air temperature failure. And eight flashes is a mixed air temperature failure. When it is okay to economize, your outside air damper is going to open, but the mixed air sensor is going to monitor that air coming in. So if it's a real cold day, out like zero degrees, it's going to modulate that damper to keep the supply air around 50, 55 degrees. Also on the economizer board, there's some settings on there as well. There's one small potentiometer that's pretty important. It's it says A, B, C, D, and E. Normally in the Northeast, we want our settings on D or E. That basically won't allow the economizer to operate until the air temperature gets down about 50, 55 degrees. That's pretty important because if, if you had a lot of humidity outside, it could be pouring rain outside, but it could be 50 degrees, your economizer could be open, dragging in all that moist air. In that, those cases, you'd want to use an enthalpy sensor that also senses humidity. There's also a minimum position set point as well to bring in fresh air, which is a requirement in a lot of applications. Whenever the indoor blower runs, it'll crack that damper open and bring in fresh air. It can be adjusted from zero to 50% to maintain good air quality in the space. Again, just going back to a recap, most of the lockouts we see are high and low pressure cutout failures, whether we've lost refrigerant or we have a dirty condensing unit. Those are the most common cooling failures we get. The snubber circuit's pretty reliable, but just so you're aware that that compressor contactor is monitored, just something to keep in mind. Great, well thank you Ken, and now we've gone through the heating, we've gone through the cooling, folks should be able to get any troubleshooting they need on a Relitel controlled rooftop unit throughout the year. If they have any other problems, they can still reach out, whether it be to you, Phil, Mark, or Russell, by calling the tech line, 978-657-4768. It'll be popped right into queue when the next available technical support representative will help you out with your problem. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Search Taurus Tech Talk. You can follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk. And as always... You can listen on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcast. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.